0: All right, having haven't even started the new year, and I'm getting my steps in this morning. So uh, as you know, Adam and Leah are on a break, and a much-deserved one, as I said. Uh, December seems like it has 82 days some years. And uh, so who we have here today is Scott and Kim Perkins. And as you know, um, many of you probably, since Tristan Starbird left Fairhaven Camp, we haven't uh, seen anybody in a while, so they are here to speak. Um, A lot's gone on in between Tristan and now, but uh, I want to just keep it short and let them speak. But I want to introduce Scott and Kim Perkins. Good morning, everyone. Um, so I'm clearly not Tristan Starbird, right? <laughs> but um, actually, I was texting with him last night and I uh, told him I was coming here and you should have seen my phone. It, it literally almost exploded with the amount of contacts that were coming in. He said, say hi to this one, hug this one, ask this one who the, who, about their kids and all these other things. Um Unfortunately, I can't keep track of all that, so uh, you'll have to introduce yourself afterwards and uh, let me know who you are. So just by a uh, quick show of hands, how many uh, are familiar with uh, Fairhaven camps? Yeah, so quite a few of you. How many are thinking about Fairhaven camps this time of year? All right, well, you, yeah, right. You better raise your hand. And <laughs> Okay, well yeah, definitely come up and see me afterwards just to uh, to introduce yourself. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking. Um so we live in the Farmingdale area, so um if anybody's not familiar with that area, it's uh, it's around nestled somewhere between Hollowell and Gardner. Um we're in that region, so a bit of a travel, but um we get to camp, we stay there uh 3 months out of the year and and um it's it's the most fulfilling three months of our lives um you know probably well second to christmas uh, <laughs> i love christmas but um so um fairhaven camps if you're not familiar with the history i i got to uh i guess i got to say next slide but there we go so um it's what we call a legacy camp and so uh fairhaven camps was founded in 1950 um, by a group that I uh, now affectionately refer to as the um, the Fair Haven Faithful. Um, they were chicken farmers, right? And so they uh, were on a hunting expedition and they looked up this piece of property um, and they were uh, hunting uh, uh, deer that morning but they were also out uh, seeking this lodge that they had seen in the woods and thoughts that maybe Um, they could start a Christian camp there, right? Um, It would be the spawn of a revival. Um, So the prayer on the peninsula uh, took place, which was on the East Campus. Um, And then this idea of camp was born. And then the Central Maine Bible Conference is what had emerged out of that, which exists today. Um, We have over 100 members, um, and it's a group um, that... um, you know, really sets the, uh, with the executive director team and the board, Um, you know, we are Fairhaven camps today and obviously all our our great staff, volunteers, um, and and the kids. Um, That's why we do what we do. So you you can see, um, probably you can't see faces, but you can see there were black and white photos. I I talked to our early photographer um, actually yesterday and um, they had to wrestle the the black and white photography camera out of his hand and get him into color photography my how times have changed huh um but yeah he had he had a dark room and he used to develop these pictures uh in his own dark room which is just amazing so uh next slide So camp today, um, how many people – sorry, one more show of hands. Uh, I promise I won't do this all morning. Just uh, trying to get charismatic with it. But uh, (laughs) um, how many people have uh, children that attend there? Um, Yeah? Grandchildren, children, anybody? Yeah, that send their children? Okay. Um, So this summer we had 494 campers, right? Um, And we were just talking about uh, the next generation. This is really – you know a a fundamental uh, part of of sharing the gospel with that next generation. Uh we talk about churches and you and you look at the changing numbers, uh you look at um you know how we have this next generation that's coming through that we have a responsibility to to share the gospel, um to carry on uh church not just as a, a tradition, uh but as Christ's church. I mean, this is his church, right? Um so some of the activities there we'll get into them more but you see there's riflery we still have all of those kind of traditional uh camp things um you know archery um tubing and boating uh fishing and other things this guy caught the biggest bass at camp i'm still a little uh, upset about that but <laughs> but uh so um next slide please so camp is christ-centered so um i i have a quote here from charles haddon spurgeon Jesus has borne the death penalty on our behalf. Behold the wonder. There he hangs upon the cross. This is the greatest sight you will ever see. Son of God and Son of Man, there he hangs, bearing pains unutterable, the just for the unjust to bring us to God, right? This is the center of everything that we do. I mean, this is about Christ, right? Uh, Christ gave himself to the church, um, which is why I'm here today, right? Right. Um, so it's not just uh, that we want the kids. I mean, there were 36 baptisms at camp this year, um, but the, which is obviously a, a, a demonstration of their faith. It's the picture of salvation. Um, but these kids were also uh, baptized into the church, right? Um, so we need to work with our church partners to make sure that um, if they don't have a home, that they have a place to go. Uh, that they can attend in their local areas, that they can build that relationship uh, and be plugged back into the local church, and also that the local church has the opportunity um, to send kids to camp, uh, to get kids involved in discipleship. uh, I mean, it's a a mission field. So uh, missions work where they don't have to necessarily go 900 miles away to do it or even further, right? Um, this is a great opportunity that can just be down the road. I used to get homesick as a kid. Um, probably would still get a little homesick here, but at the end of the day, mom's not that far down the road. So, <laughs> All right. Next slide. So, uh, you know, a couple, there, there's multiple Bible verses that support Christ being at the center, but uh, just a couple here, uh, Acts 4.12. This is a stone that was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no uh, no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. I mean, pretty clear, right? Uh, Christ is the only way to God the Father. Um, that's a fact. Uh, Romans 10.9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Again, this is at the at the core of everything that we do. Um, I think that, you know, part of the idea is, is that uh, this has maybe become assumed, right? We're in ministry, we're in church, that um, that we don't need to reinforce this. We need to reinforce it all the time, right? Uh, there's a, a popular program, Daily Renewing of Your Mind, right? We, it's it's a daily process. So um, it doesn't hurt to remind people that's a, at the core of everything that we do. Next slide. All right, so here are our seven core principles. Um, This is not just something that I Googled. Um, Kim and I, we prayed over this. Um, This was, uh, you know, just when we came on as directors, um, we really wanted to build that foundation. I mean, these are the pillars, the principles of everything that we do. Um, And again, it all points back to the cross. And and I'll get into each one a little bit. I, I apologize if this is a little academic. That may be the teacher in me. Um, I'm glad that somebody's happy that I'm in public education. (laughs) I I was told actually in Bible study this morning that I maybe looked more like a pilot, and I thought, man, have I missed my calling here? (laughs) I I won't point any fingers, but sitting on this side of the room, (laughs) so uh, I'm I'm glad, but um, more on that later. So the authority of Scripture, uh, we're kingdom-minded, we strive for unity in the body, uh, faithful stewardship. Uh, building wisely. Uh, we're salvation focused in, in absolute obedience. Again, we recognize the imperfections. We're not up here espousing perfection, uh, but absolute obedience is a goal. So next slide. All right. So the authority of scripture, I, I love this quote. Uh, Franklin Graham said, we have to remember the word of God is true and the Bible is true cover to cover. You just don't pick out portions of the scripture that you believe and then discard the others that you disagree with. You have to accept it all and live it right that's that's again uh fundamental uh to what we do right we We acknowledge that the Bible is true cover to cover um and and we um and we recognize the authority of scripture it can't all right a couple of Bible verses there. This is kind of gonna be the rhythm here for a little bit and again, I apologize for the uh the academic way we're approaching this, but, um, you know, I haven't had the opportunity to meet with you all, and like you said, it's been some time since camp has been out here to church, um, so I do think, again, that it's uh, important that we, we lay that framework, um, you know, in this relationship, so uh, Isaiah 48, uh, that's 48, uh, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever, Amen. 2 Timothy 3:16 through 17 All Scripture, all, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Right? So that's, um, again, Scripture is at the heart of everything that we do. Um, if you uh, get the opportunity to stop by, You'll see that we do our devotionals every day with kids. We have chapel twice a day. Um, And yes, they do actually, um, they make it through. They sit there and and they're interested. Uh, The message is about 15 minutes long. We do have worship music. Um, We try to get speakers to come in that are relatable, uh, that can share the gospel with them, maybe in a way that they haven't heard before. Uh, But speak to them, really meet them where they're at. Um, The the world, it's a a tough place right now to find Jesus. Um, so our speakers are very good at uh, connecting uh, those dots, uh, the gospel, to something that they may be experiencing right now in life. All right, next for kingdom mind. And actually, Leo Tolstoy was quoted this morning in our Bible study, which I, I found kind of interesting. Um, the only significance of life consists in helping to establish the kingdom of God. Okay, So, again, that's, uh, that's exactly true. That's uh, where we fall. And, and uh, next slide, please. Next slide. All right, there we go. So uh, Matthew 6:29 through 21 says, "Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal." For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Um I'd also say we had a lot uh, not to our facilities, but um there's a lot of storm damage uh, around the area. Um so it's not just moth and, and, and rust. It's <laughs> it's uh it's high high winds as well, torrential downpours and, and severe winters. Um but you know, our our facilities, right? Those are structures that um are temporal they're they're not going to last um that's why we're constantly repairing them uh constantly doing fundraisers to try to keep them or replace old ones um because that's not the case but again, we are kingdom minded we are we are um our goal is um to to equip people um you know with the tools that they need to share the gospel um for for eternity um so John 18:36, uh, uh Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. Again, we recognize that his kingdom is not of this world. Um, so that's why we're kingdom focused. Next slide, please. So unity in the body, this is a big one, right? Anybody think of those things that tear down unity, right? Uh, gossip, we talked about in Bible study this morning, pride, envy, covetousness, jealousy, right? Those are the kinds of things so uh Christ himself Luke 11:17 every kingdom divided against, against itself is brought to desolation and a house divided against a house falls so at the heart of what we do is um again another a core principle um is to strive for unity in the body now we recognize um <clears throat> that unity without Christ is in, is in vain okay so um, people build unity around a lot of causes right now and a lot of different things. So uh, the authority of Scripture, that's why that was in there, and also around the, cro- around the cross, around Jesus Christ, because um, unity without him is not unity at all. It's, it's, it's destined to fail. It's man-made. Next slide. Thank you. So Philippians 1.27 uh, says, Stand fast in one spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. Um, my wife and I have actually adopted this kind of as a, uh, it, it hangs in our garage. It's become an anthem for marriage, too. Um, and, and, you know, honestly, um, you know, God has shown a lot of grace in that. It's it's uh, a lofty goal, but but a uh, necessary one as well. Um, hey, <laughs> Uh 1 Corinthians 12, 3B through 7 says, No one can say that Jesus is the Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Um, You you see it so clearly and so vividly. People will show up, and the the gifts are plentiful, but they're just different, right? Right? Um, you talk about jealousy. We were talking about that this morning. I, I see people up there who are performing music, and I'm like, why didn't I get that gift? Like, that—that that is a cool gift, <laughs> you know, and there I am, but it, I wasn't called to it, right? That wasn't my calling, and so um, being called to the executive director role, it's, it's a special one, um, but I also see, like I said, I, I, anybody who walks through those doors, whether it be the kids, the staff, uh, anybody who's involved with camp, Um, we're on a mission to to find what their gifts are um, and and to have them serve the body and serve the body well. Um, Next slide, please. Oh, here's a big one, right? Big concept, faithful stewardship. (laughs) Stewardship. um, Dylan McCurdy. um, (laughs) What's that? Oh, okay. Uh, Dylan McCurdy. um, I've got to be honest, I'm not sure who old Dylan is. So (laughs) if you find out later, this was a bad bad reference. I'm sorry, but I I love the quote. Uh, Stewardship is all about managing God's resources. We are caretakers of everything that God has given us, and we must be faithful in how we use these resources. We must remember that we are stewards, not owners, and that we are accountable to God for how we use his resources. Um, You know, Kim and I went through a program, you might have heard it, it was a popular one there for a while, still is. Uh, Dave Ramsey, it's every dollar, right, right? We have have the every dollar app on our phone. Um, Our motto at camp is become every penny. You know, this is, you know, God God literally, if he can count the hairs on your head and every grain of sand, then we have to be accountable for every penny that comes in. Um, So you look around camp Um, if you haven't been in in a while. Again, there, there's always going to be deterioration that happens in any facilities. Um, but I, I think, you know, of, of my mom or my grandmother or anybody digging through their purse uh, years ago, cutting coupons to, to, you know, make way for uh, an opportunity to donate, whether it be to a ministry or some other, uh, um, you know, Christian cause that they believe in. My mom supported Charles Stanley's ministry forever, right? um still does still supports in touch um so i think of her honestly and, and I, I have said all along kim will testify to the fact They said if i wouldn't take money from my own mother then i wouldn't take it from yours <laughs> so uh this is something that we constantly uh we strive for is faithful stewardship in, in this ministry so luke uh 16, 10, sorry next slide thank you uh luke 16 10 through 12 Uh, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is just in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Okay. Uh, That's a dagger to the heart, especially as an executive director, right? I think about it all the time. I look at how some of these ministries, um, anybody I, you know, I I dare, I hesitate to mention, but Ravi Zacharias, is that somebody somebody's familiar with? Um, Have seven of his books at home, read five and a half of them, uh, listened to him for 15 or 20 years. And again, I'm not going to get into the details, but, you know, Kim and I have prayed over what can bring these ministries down, right? It's, um, you know, it's... um, I mean, stewardship is one of them. Obviously, um, some, some other form of impropriety, I'll put it that way. Um, these are things that have been crushing ministries now for years, okay? Um, and, and we acknowledge that. We recognize it. Uh, we pray over it all the time. We have people praying over us, our marriage, um, over our ability to manage money as well. So uh, Matthew 25:23. His master replied, "Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Um, it's maybe kind of a funny statement, but when uh, we started as ex- executive directors and we were trying to get everything uh, in order and we were thinking of finances, you know we stepped back and looked at the budget and we thought, you know the worst worst case scenario this year is maybe we don't get any money, right? But then I also thought in my heart. I said, well, what if we got 10 million? What if we got 20 or 30? What would happen then? Could camp survive it, right? You know, so we've really started to think earnestly, like, uh, about those kinds of things. Again, if, if we're going to be trusted with a little and want to be trusted with a the lot, uh, then then our behavior has to, to be completely in line with scripture. We have to be uh, abide. This is the word that comes up all the time in our conversations, abide in him, abide. It's like this word that lives in my head. Uh, a great word when, it, when you're relating it to Christ. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to get that out there. This wasn't some uh, pitch. I mean, again, pray for us in this area, I mean, in particular. A lot of moving parts. Uh, we can't be in all places at all times, but just pray that we can set that tone, that we can put Christ at the forefront of everything that we do, uh, whether that be with, um, you know, uh, gift offerings of money or other uh, such items around camp. Building wisely. We're uh, we're actually, we're connecting now, aren't we? I don't even have to say next slide. <laughs> you're hired. <laughs> no, sorry, you're a volunteer. <laughs> so uh, Building Wisely. Um, this is a, another one, actually, um, that has lived in our garage, and we, we have it hanging on the wall because, you know, I'd always heard about the wise and the foolish builder, right? You always hear about one built on sand, one built on rock. But somehow read over the first part of, of of this parable, right? But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you whom he is like. Right? And then he and then he shows the two. And in the storms came. It's it's a guarantee that we are going to be pounded by storms, right? The torrents came, the floods came. One house was desolation, the other one stood. Okay. But, but um, the, the reason that one of those houses stood was because of this, right? And how many times have I said this in my own life? I'm like, you know, how did this happen? Or why am I falling apart? And it's like right here. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do the things which I say? And I'm like, that's it, <laughs> right? Whoever comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you whom he is like, right? And, and so we're going to go through hardships. I mean, that's a, that's a fact. Um, but we are absolutely <laughs> committed Again, Kim and I, it's, it's great to have a, a, a be a director's team, you know. Uh, people will mention something about your better half or whatever. Well, when we got married, we became one, right? And in one plus one, in this case, does not equal two. It, it, it's like the possibility is limitless, right, in Christ. You know, it's been unbelievable. So just a, a nod to my wife there. It's been amazing to be able to serve with her. Uh, building wisely. So... Luke 14:28. for which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, left after he's laid the foundation and is not able to finish. All will who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Okay? So a lot of our projects around camp, you know, um, we shouldn't say a lot of them, but sometimes people can start projects and not first fully count the cost. We've, de- we've looked at scripture and we're like, look, we need to know exactly, you know, barring any major, you know, catastrophe or something that might set, you know, um, might undermine a project that we're trying to do or a budget around a project. Uh, we have to sit down and count the costs and we have to go in, out there with that need. And um, maybe we have to raise funds for it or whatever we have to do. Maybe we're budgeting for it. But we don't we do not want to be that camp that starts the structure and can't finish it. So that everybody shows up in the summer and says, hey, that's a nice, what is that? <laughs> you know, nice silo you built there. Well, actually, that, that was the, the new gym. But The new gym is under construction, by the way. We're nearing finished. So that, that one is accounted for. But uh, Colossians 3, through 24. Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord Christ. Okay. Next slide. So Salvation, uh, C.S. Lewis. Um, anybody read Mere Christianity? Uh, Kim has. I, I almost threw it, but uh, uh, great book. Um, but C.S. Lewis, if you're looking for something, uh, meat and potatoes to, to, to quote, um, he, he's arguably the best. The salvation of a single soul is more important than the production or preservation of all the epics and tragedies in the world, right? Um, it's the most important thing. Right. I mean, you think of eternity with him and eternity without him. The Bible is pretty clear on, on those two realities. One, one is terrible. It's torment. Uh, the the other one is is indescribable joy. Um, and again, that's why we do what we do. I mean, we have kids, 494 kids came this summer. And again, this is on a rebuilding year and they heard the gospel. Um, and it's important. And, you know, we give out uh, connect cards. And a lot of them will talk about if they've given their life to Christ the first time, uh, how many have made a recommitment or a profession of faith. Um, I do hesitate sometimes to, to uh, make those numbers known because then it could be about the number. Um, but if you look at this quote here, fact, the salvation of a single soul is more important, right? Um, so, So what's one worth, right? What is one worth? It's worth everything. All right. There we go. Thank you. Uh, John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Matthew 28:19. go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Um, one of the best days of camp we had this year, it just happened. Um, there was a counselor that wanted to get baptized. Um, and then there was a, uh, the way I, I understand it, there was a, um, a a kid there who was maybe within an earshot and said, you know, I kind of want to get baptized too. So I was told that there was a, one baptism we were going to be performing that day, um, maybe two. Uh, we didn't know. So there was a local pastor um, who came in. Um, he had known the the, um, the staffer that was going to get baptized. And all of a sudden it, it like I, I've never seen anything like it. I actually was handing my sunglasses to my wife because she was crying and I said, Do you want my sunglasses? And I'm like, Well, I'm crying too. Why am I passing my sunglasses off to her? I'm the one that I'm the one that needs to be wearing them right now. Uh but that, that Friday, uh sunny uh Friday, very um just uh, it was it was unbelievable. It was an incredible experience. I don't really have a word to describe it. But uh thirty six campers came down and, and, and got baptized that day. Um, I'd never seen anything like that in my life. Maybe some of you had, but I I was blown away. I said, this is at the core of what we do. Um, You know, I mean, it was incredible. All right. um, We're getting through these, I promise. But uh, absolute obedience. Okay. This is one that I, I had pondered in my head so many times. I love this Tozer quote. The driver on the highway is safe, not when he reads the signs, but when he obeys them. Right. It's like, Lord, Lord, why? you know. Why do you call me Lord, Lord? But you don't do what I say, right? You have to obey those signs, right? Faith is only real when there is obedience, never without it. And faith only becomes faith in the act of obedience. That was Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Um, and then Billy Graham: God does not God does not call us to be successful, but to be obedient. Okay. You know, one thing I had thought about: I'm like, well, what's the what's really at the core of what we do? Well, certainly it's the cross. But then I began to think, you know. Um, You you look at the Great Commission. You know, you look at, um, you know, anything that we read in Scripture. It's only words on a page until we obey it, right? Until we put put it into action. Until we acknowledge it. Until we yield to it. uh, Until we bend our knee to Him. Um, So any of these things that we're called to do, again, reading in the Scripture is not enough. It's like reading the highway sign. Um, It it, it does ultimately come down to obedience. Um, I'm not going to go too far into this topic, but uh, I will say... You know the the church has kind of gone through this this pendulum uh, effect, right? Uh, maybe from heavy legalism uh, to to uh, cheap grace, as Bonhoeffer called it. Um, you know, and so we where we wrestle between, you know, an overabundance of grace, maybe, uh, and legalism. You know, abiding in Christ that's the thing, right? I mean that that is that is the remedy to everything. It's that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, that's our safeguard between this pendulum effect swinging back and forth. Following uh, reacting to culture right and whatever the uh, whatever the crisis of the day is uh, that's that's our answer. so absolute obedience John 1510 if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love right? We are supposed to love the Lord our God with all our heart. How do we do it? We keep his commandments right so It's obedience first John five three. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. I would like to say that I could I could tell you that his commandments aren't always burdensome, right? They they, they can be tough. I, I acknowledge that up front, right? Um but but that's where we're at, right? That's what that relationship is. His his yoke is light. Acts five, twenty-nine. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men, right? All right. And that includes ourselves. All right. So, C.S. Lewis again. Sorry, I don't mean to overquote him, but he's good. Put first things first and we get second things thrown in. Put second things first and we lose both first and second things, right? Kim and I have discovered that in our own relationship, right? When you when you start building up these secondary things, you don't put first things first. You lose everything. It all falls apart, Right. So this is why, you know, I wanted to come in today uh, in our first meeting. My, my first opportunity to talk with you um, is just to lay out what those first things were. Those are those seven core principles. It's the cross and uh, the, the seven principles. So now let's get on to the, the second things, um, which is camp. I know I'm supposed to tell you maybe that it's the first thing, but it's not, right? Okay, so right now what we're focused on at camp are, are service and partnerships. Um, camp is here, right? Ministry is a construct. I, I, we, I think you jumped you know, a little further ahead. Got am to go back a couple of slides. There you go, right there. <laughs> um, service and partnerships. So, you know, if you look in Scripture, Christ gave himself for the church, right? We see that as the picture of marriage, okay? Christ didn't give himself for camp. He gave himself for the church, right? So we are here to serve and support church. I mean, that's the bottom line um and and there's no, there's no way around that reality, and I'm glad that there isn't um so you know we're looking to build those partnerships to strengthen them it 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 grieves my heart a little bit to talk to Tristan. It was amazing, and this is not to say anything of of um you know my predecessor at all, but um that you haven't been visited in a while. This is why we do what we do is to to build build the church <laughs> right um and so we share Christ. Uh, we build those partnerships with the church. Um, and then we we want to seek out, um, we want to seek you out to see what are those needs? How can we serve you? How can we help? This is all about service and partnership. Uh, relationship building, same kind of thing. We want to build a relationship with the community. We want to reestablish it. Uh, and reestablish that relationship with our local church and and I, I know I haven't really defined local church. I, I haven't figured that out myself we'll We'll see how local I was communicating with people in Colorado. Uh, Kim's from Wisconsin, so relatives in Wisconsin. so uh, maybe I should drop local from it, but we tend to serve uh, those kids that are in the area and the underserved uh, in in an underserved community. Um our specialty camps again, we want to have those camps that come in. Um, We want to have retreats and events and things that, again, are serving the local church. Um, I don't know if those are becoming popular here, but we we get contacted about men's retreats, uh, women's retreats, um, other types of uh, things. We've uh, floated the idea now. Um, We have a couple local uh, businessmen and women in our area. Uh, They're Christians. And we wanted to host a conference. Like, how do you how do you operate a business as a Christian, right? And and how do they connect and connect those groups? Uh, community outreach. Again, we're in Brooks, um, but but we have no problems traveling too. Uh, but we want to reestablish and strengthen uh, the relationship with the community. Uh, programming is another thing. Uh, my wife always talks about uh, your speakers. The speakers. Uh, she went to camp. Where was it? You went to camp. I'm sorry. Camp Forest Springs, so that was in Wisconsin, I'm assuming. So uh, yeah, it, and um, and and the takeaway there was the speakers, right? That's a lot of what the kids remember. Probably the food too, but uh, but the speakers are a big thing. Um, you know, they they go there, and it's who's sharing the gospel with them, right? We want those people again to be relatable, to show the love of Christ, um, and to to give them. Um, An experience uh, from the Bible like no other. Um, Kids are inundated with information right now. They can Google anything. They don't. They don't need me to tell them anything. Uh, They can Google it all. So what? What are they starving for? Right? They're scrolling through their phones, over and over and over again, never satisfied. They're looking for relationships. Same thing that we're all looking for, right? Relationship with Him, relationship with each other. You know, Um, I've had bad days at work. And you know what? They weren't work-related. They could have been because the relationship at home was n- not where I wanted it to be or my relationship with Christ was not where it should have been, right? Typically comes comes back to that reality. So that's why it's so important. Uh, staying connected. Again, the, what was said today, uh, was we lack connection, right? There wasn't continuity in what we do in the body of Christ. Um, so we're really, really working hard. Um, although... I got dragged on to Facebook through this job, right? I hadn't been on it. Actually, as a teacher, it's nice if you're not on it, right, because they don't want you posting a bunch of stuff. So, um, but now I'm on, and, um, you know, just being able to connect um, with those who, who may want to support camp in any way. And, again, I don't narrowly define support in, in any financial way. Prayers are, are amazing. Uh, I had I had a woman reach out to me this week. Um, and she had been praying for us, and, and I got to think it was our most powerful tool. You know, um, I, uh, I I really uh, I, I really appreciate it, particularly the more I grow in Christ. Uh, updates and improvements—it it is a reality of camp. Again, moth and, and rust and all those things—they uh, they do threaten your facilities, and, and we are constantly trying to keep up with. Uh, not just necessary uh, renovations and other things, but the expectations have certainly grown, right, around what, um, around what people are eating. There's a, a lot of allergies that come up or other things. There's a lot of expectations around bedding and facilities. Um, it's not like these kids are, uh, what are they, walking uphill both ways to school in, in, a, uh, in a snowstorm. I, I, I don't even know if that's true, but I always heard that as a kid. All right, next slide. So getting involved. Um, prayer is, is the most powerful tool that you have in getting involved, and I mean that. Um, I had a good friend going through a really tough time, and um, I asked him, I said, hey, is there anything that I can do for you? Um, and he said, yeah, just pray for me. So we talked for a while. We talked about the situation, and I, I couldn't believe I did this, but we got done, and I said, so is there anything I can do for you? And he said, well, I told you to pray for me. And and, and in my mind, right, like that wasn't enough. I needed to do something more. He's just looking at me and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'll I will, I'll pray for you, you know? Um, because it is. There there's power in prayer. Uh volunteers. Um, absolutely. There is multiple opportunities. We're looking for people in, in any area. Uh if 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 accounting is your gift, um it wasn't mine. I get a C plus I think in managerial and college. So it wasn't my gift, but uh, if, if spreadsheets is your thing, um, we had a, um, a mentor program that was very successful this summer. And, um, you know, I had a mentor uh, that would come in, meet with me uh, once a week, uh, pray with me. We would talk things over. And so I have these reminders that keep coming up on the calendar that uh, from 2 to 3 on, is it Wednesday or Thursday? I can't remember the day, but anyways, they pop in. And uh, they're still in my calendar. I love them. And it's just a reminder that, you know, when I get back there this summer, then I, uh, Scott's going to come back in and, and mute with me. Um, it's incredibly powerful. So if mentoring is what you want to do, honestly, there is a lot of wisdom to be shared, uh, a lot of life experience in this room. Uh, and we all need it. We do. We need to hear about those times when, when Christ was enough, when he sustained you through things, um, and when maybe it got too difficult. Um, and, and you needed to lean on on your church, on on people that cared about you and were praying for you. Um, I, I actually laugh at this one. Play golf. <laughs> so we we have golf tournaments and other things. Um, we have one coming up in the summer, uh, which is a fundraiser for um, scholarships um, and those kinds of things. And then I have donate on here. And again, I tread very lightly. So right now, again, we're at our year end. So we're trying to get our budget in order for 2024. I'm con- contacting everybody um, that's in the Bible in the Bible conference or people who have given in the past. I always tell them the same thing. I'm like, if you have a spouse at home, then then go talk to them, right? Um, and uh, pray over it, and that's it. That's all I ask anybody to do. Talk to your spouse, pray. <laughs> that, that that's all you need to do. Really, honestly, it's in His powerful, capable hands, and uh, in, in, it's in Him in Him whom we trust. All right. That's all I have today. I don't know how long you expected me to go, but I would like to close out in prayer. Um, We are going to stick around after. I promise uh, that next time we show up, it may not be as academic, um, or if you want it to be, um, it it can be. Um, Please come out and see us sometime. Honestly, we're there um, all summer. Um, that's what we do. We have devoted our life to it. Um, when we started, uh, people would say, well, Tristan used to get right back to me, and I would be like, well, you called me. I was in the middle of a class, and I literally had my, put my phone on the podium. Uh, so uh, my wife is a third grade teacher at Monmouth Academy. I teach uh, seventh grade English language arts at Coney uh, Middle School, um, and so Kim also coaches gymnastics, so if you see glitter, the braids in the in my little girl's hair and there's glitter, that was from the meet yesterday. <laughs> so so that's not typically how, how it would be on a Sunday morning. But um I really want to thank everybody for having us here and I and I really can't stress enough. Again, the partnership, but not without the principle, right? I mean, honestly, I think we've done that. I think we've cut corners, not we, but I mean, you know, as a church, we we've seen what what uh, devastating effects that have. Uh, when we cut corners and we don't do it the right way. I would rather build this thing together and build it on those principles um, rather than to build it at all. So with that, if uh could just uh, close in prayer here. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for uh, this, this opportunity um, to come here and be in a body of believers. Um, we do have a home church, um, a local church that, that we serve in, that we belong to. Uh, but this is our church too it's it's a collection of our brothers and sisters in christ i pray that um that people see you know camp as an opportunity um, to to grow the church uh, to strengthen the church give people an opportunity to serve uh, to build that relationship with you lord and to build it with each other Um, and i just pray um, there was a long prayer list there, and, and I do pray for those people. Right? And I thank you for, um, you know, as, uh, having been married almost 13 years now for 48 years of marriage. What an incredible blessing. So um, in this, in your name, Lord, we pray and ask all things. Amen. Thank you, Scott, for uh, coming and joining us today and bringing us.